everyone. Welcome to the Batman Podcast, Respawning Fire, where we always and only talk about The Batman, the new movie by Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson. It's titled The Batman, and it's about a man who's vengeance. He never... Does, does anyone call him Batman other than the Riddler? I don't think so. Did the Riddler give the Batman his name in this movie? Maybe, perhaps. Whoa, Batman! Yeah, I just uh, we're a week removed from it now, and it's still a great movie. And I was listening to another podcast today, The Average Nobodies, and they were talking about it. And I decided I'm going to see it again tomorrow in Dolby Digital at AMC. So, uh, Batman out now. It's a great family film. Go and take your family. You can't watch it on HBO Max from the comfort of your home, but you can watch it in individual seats next to each other in a movie theater with the five thousand percent up markup uh, popcorn. So mm-hmm. go and see that. It's the first in the series, despite having 17 Batman movies prior. So you don't have to have seen any of those Batman movies, nor you don't have to see the Riddler movies. You don't have to have any idea of Jim Carrey's Riddler. They explain everything all about Jim Carrey in this movie. So don't worry. (laughs) You'll be just fine. And now we'll switch to our second topic, video games. We're the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from affable idiots called Respawn Aim Fire. I'm one of your hosts, Chad Michael Innes. With us here, we have the other host, Adam mm, Poppycock Gumby. How are you, Adam? If you are justice, please do not lie. (laughs) Hey, Chad, what's going on? Very good, very good, very good. Uh, You know, just geeking out about the Batman still. It's just, it's still a good movie. It does not stop being a good movie despite having only seen it once and then it, mm-hmm. it gets worse with time. It's, it's still good. And 45 days from launch day, it'll be on HBO Max. So we'll be on HBO Max sooner than you know. That's a great opportunity for you to watch the film with your family in mm-hmm. the comfort of your home on your couch or on separate couches great. or using the same Great password. three hour film. It'll go, yes. the kids will love it real quick. Kids. Kids are going to be enthralled, especially if you threaten their lives, but if they don't watch it. You mm-hmm. say, if you don't watch this movie with me all three hours and you don't dare ask me for a snack, then... <laughs> See how Batman beat that dude with an inch of his life? That'll be you if you ask for a snack. Yep, that's you. That's you. Think one more time before you ask me for a fucking lollipop. Uh, we are here to talk about so many things today. First of all, you can catch us live every week. I don't know if you all knew that because a lot of you listen to this audio form. You can catch us live on Twitch. In video form on twitch.tv slash idiots on Sunday evenings around 8.30 Eastern time in the evening. And if you're like, oh, I don't want to watch the video version, I'll just wait for the audio. You can listen to us. Like, you can open up Twitch and just not look at it. You can do that on Sunday nights. Yeah, why not? Uh, also, you can catch us on demand if you're one of those people who's like, man, I hate being up to date with current events. And I love delayed news and information. You can do that on uh, Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern time. On YouTube and podcast services everywhere. We've got a lot to talk about today, including more Batman related, more the Batman related news coming up. Uh, pay to play on GTA 5 on next gen and Dead Space remake updates that I am just personally gooing out my spluing for, whatever that means. And uh, for those of you listening at home, you just missed an excellent gesture from. I, I was listening the other day to somebody talk, and they said the word gesture. A gesture? Gesture. They called it a gesture. They didn't have an accent. Like it, it, To me, it sounded like they grew up in North America speaking English. Not mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a British thing, 
or a, a Canadian thing. Like they didn't have any kind of discernible dialect, but they called it gesture. But to me, gestures is like a fun family board game that maybe you can enjoy before you watch Absolutely. the Batman. Absolutely, pull up the quibbage and the gestures. Yeah, it's gestures. Yeah, you know what it is. My uh, stepdad used to say wrench instead of rinse. He'd be like, hey, wrench off the plate. And I'd be like, you're from America. You don't have a discernible accent. You're just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the state of play. Take it or leave it, says Logan Plant on IGN. We had a brand new Sony state of play, which it feels like we have not had in a long time. Cracking open a Mountain Dew Zero Spark Zero Sugar mm -hmm. Raspberry Lemon. Uh, we had a state of play that I did not watch live, but I skimmed through today and read some, you know, like some news that came out of it. And my general feeling, tell me if this is incorrect from your perception as well, is that people were just like completely underwhelmed by it. Is that true? Yes. Um, people were very underwhelmed. People also need to stop getting their hopes up for state of plays because state of yeah. plays have never been good. It's always the uh was it like presents or showcase or whatever showcase, they call it? Yeah. Those are the good ones. These that ones are like, money. and it's funny because they're like, hey, we're going to, it's 20 minutes. It's a lot of Japanese stuff. And people were <laughs> like, oh, Sly Cooper might show up. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. But um, no. I mean, I we was all know pretty underwhelmed. Sly Cooper is raccoon and we know yep. that's German. It's not Japanese. Heidelberg, Germany. <laughs> yeah, Heidelberg, Germany. That's it. Uh, so for, yeah, a lot of people were upset. I wasn't excited because I already knew it was like, it's going to be, I don't care. I like certain Japanese stuff, but I'm not like an overwhelmingly positive Japanese like game fan. Like I don't really like a lot of Square stuff. You know, that's it's just the aesthetic doesn't interest me. So I already knew I wasn't going to like most of the stuff here. Yeah. And it came true. Uh, my prediction came true. I didn't like most of the things here, but it's also not for <laughs> me. So I'm not I'm not mad about it. As someone who oh Dallas says in this chat, DF and Smitty says, I like giggling. That was the go live notification. You want to giggle and talk video games? Welcome to Giggle Fest. Um, there we go. Let's talk about some things because as someone who who complete, completely forgot it was happening and then I just caught up on it later, I was like, oh, there's some cool stuff in here. So I was like, yeah, this, this looks pretty good. Let's talk first about Capcom's reveal of Exoprimal. And you might be surprised to learn that you're in an exoskeleton fighting primal things like dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Coming to PS4 and PS5 in 2023. It's a brand new IP from Capcom who makes things like Resident Evil and Street Fighter. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you. If this is like PlayStation Game Pass Spartacus, like if this is one of those games, this is I would have so much fucking fun with this thing. You are It's literally you're just running around in exosuits, mech suits, fighting fucking Tyrannosaurus Rexes and Velociraptors as a team. And it looks fun as hell. Uh, it has some Dino Crisis vibes to it. It features online multiplayer. You'll be able to take down hundreds of dinos alongside your friends. And all we know so far, again, is 2023 PS4, PS4 and PS5, as well as Xbox consoles and PC sometime next year. So I'm not going to lie. If I don't have to pay for it, I'm going to play that game. Hmm. Understandable. Uh, this is one where... I know a lot of people are like, holy shit, we're getting Dino Crisis. And they're like, haha, not Dino Crisis. Mm. And I'm like, I know some people are upset, but Dino Crisis was like 20 years ago. Get over yourself. Yeah. Um, no one this could has, be fun. No one alive today knows what yeah. Dino Crisis is. You just think you like it because your dad said so and you want to look cool. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this, this could maybe be fun. Like you said, if it's free, sure. It feels to me exactly like sec Second Extinction, which is an early access game that is on PC and Game Pass. Uh, for Xbox, and it's like, yeah, you run around and kill dinosaurs in the future. 
Like, that could be fun, but I would never pay for that video game. You know, it's just me. Yeah, yeah. We got another look at, just a reminder that Ghostwire Tokyo is coming out on March 25th, a little less than two weeks away. So they gave us another trailer, and uh, this game continues. This is the game that makes me just like, I don't know, I feel confused and curious all at the same time. Like, this is what I imagine people who are bi-curious feel like, like, on a daily basis. Like, do, do, I, do I like that? I don't know. It's a weird feeling, and I think maybe, I don't know. So I'm bi-curious for Ghostwire Tokyo, and I hope it reviews well and that it also finds its way to me for very little to no money. Because I'm, I'm a little curious about it, but also I don't know if I like it. Yeah, I'm right weeks? there with you. I'm like, hey, maybe I'll get that on sale or next year when it comes to Game Pass on March 26th. Uh, maybe that's <laughs> when I'll, I'll try it out. I do like, so everyone gave Deathloop a lot of crap for showing a million trailers because they did. Mm -hmm. um, but because we only got the official release date for Ghostwire Tokyo, what, like a month ago? So now it's like, oh, you can show us multiple videos because we only learned, or we knew about this game, but, you know, it's only a month out. So it doesn't bother me that they're showing us a bunch of trailers beforehand. Gotcha. Just a fun little marketing thing there. Uh, just to confirm my accusation earlier about your dad said that Dino Crisis is cool. DF and somebody in the chat says, fuck, I know exactly what Dino Crisis is. I couldn't care about it, but I know what it is. Yeah, you're somebody's dad. He's a dad. That's true. There's a new demo available today for Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Before I read details about this, I'm going to foreshadow some playtime. It's not a good game, and even the demo is not worth your time. It is wow. atrocious. The game that looked bad is bad? Shocking. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so here's some details. Again, Final Fantasy series uh, Dark Souls-esque game, Stranger of Paradise, which is still like, they're still dodgy on whether or not this is like a retelling of Final Fantasy 1's story in a different way, or if it's like its own weird standalone thing. It's coming from the Neo developer Team Ninja, and it is available on Tuesday, March 15th, and I believe some sort of like weird early access thing. Like if you pre-order it, you get it the 15th. If not, then you get it a week later. But the demo is out on the PlayStation Store. The demo also expires in like a month. So if you're curious and mm. you want to try it out, and do it now. But again, it's not worth your time. So uh, yeah, that's a, that's a thing that was announced. And for you know what's funny about that? Oh yeah, tell me about Tell me what's funny about this awful game. Uh, because again, remember the initial launch trailer where it was like, everyone's like, what is this game? It looks like Dark Souls, but every dude is wearing t-shirts, uh, which yeah. you know, was <laughs> hilarious last year. Um, yeah, it doesn't look very good. And from everyone who's played the demos, it says it isn't very good. Even with all that removed, could you imagine? Because like, a lot of people like Neo. People are like, oh, this is a very good Souls-like game. Imagine being like, hey, we're putting out a Souls-like game. And then they're like, well, no way will we happen to release like a week after Elden Ring. <laughs> no way that everyone's <laughs> going to be talking about a From Software Souls game. We'll be fine to release this game in March. And it's, see, if it was mediocre and like the only Souls game around, maybe people would be interested. But it's like, oh, now only people, people only care about Elden Ring and your video game's not good. Rough. Yeah. Speaking of things that could be rough that we want to be good, Luminous Productions for Spoken. We just got announcement a couple weeks ago that it was delayed to October 11th. But we did get another glimpse of, of the gameplay during the state of play. It was really movement focused. It was a lot of like seeing the, the protagonist surfing on a surfboard. I counted 4,624 backflips. They really want you to know this person can backflip. A lot of backflips. Um, but they also have a lot of open world stuff. They have a lot of beasts. They got Dagrons. They got big old roar wolfy like things they got lots of undead creatures they've got all sorts of things galore so i hope this is good it looks like movement's going to be really fluid and fun 
Uh, and again, they're going to take about six more months to work on it, but coming October 11th. Yep. Hope it's good. That's my only thing. I just want it to be good again. Yeah. We're still going through this. Not in it, not a single thing here that we've talked about yet has actually interested me that much, but I'm like, I just hope this one is good because I can see it yeah. being mediocre, but I want the idea to be good. So we'll see. Speaking of mediocre, how about Gundam Evolution? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> What an interesting concept for a game. It was previously announced for Japan. It has now been confirmed that there will be a Western release later this year. It's a 6v6 competitive online first-person shooter featuring Gundam mechs. Um, we also learned that there's going to be a network test coming this spring for U.S. and Japan players on all PlayStation and Xbox consoles and PC. This game, Adam, has two problems. One, it's a Gundam game. You want to see your Gundam, and it's first-person, and you can't see your Gundam bad from the from the get-go like that's what's mm -hmm. cool about a gundam is seeing me as a giant fucking gundam with swords in my hands whatever second bad thing about this game aside from the, just the way that it looks is that not only is your gundam huge but the environments you're in are also huge therefore you just look like a regular sized person you look like an action figure of a gundam i'm just playing call of duty gundam. <laughs> yeah exa exactly <laughs> it looks like you're a regular ass size soldier in a in a costume running around these big environments like you gotta have you gotta have the sense of scale to give you the excitement of saying man i'm fighting as a giant fucking gundam right now but no looks bad be bad not excite mm -mm, not good did you know there are 13 tmnt games yes i did not i knew mm -hmm. there was turtles in time I knew there was an arcade game. I knew there was a fighter. And it turns out there are fucking 13 of them, all coming to a classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collection uh, that was announced. This includes Turtles in Time, Tournament Fighters, the arcade game, Back from the Sewer, Follow the Foot Clan, the Manhattan Project, Radical Rescue, and the Hyperstone. Uh, all coming to consoles later this year. Coming to all consoles, excuse me, later this year. So that could be fun. Let me get. Uh, let me tell you. First yeah. thing that's interesting here in this list so far, I'm like, oh, TMNT collection of all those old TMNT games, because I remember it was. So everyone remembers the one on the NES. So there was, I think this is how they get around it. There's an arcade version of one and two, and then there's an NES version of one and two. So technically, there's ah. four games right there. But finding those old Ninja Turtle games are really hard because like they used to be on like you know downloadable stores or whatever like XBLA specifically, but then they took them all off because, you know, licensing, you know, Ninja Turtles right. licensing and all that. They uh, even so did that with the Turtles in Time remake, didn't they? Like, it was it was off stores for a while? Mm-hmm. Same thing with the uh, Platinum TMNT game. Like, it was up for, like, three yeah. years, and they're like, oh, we don't have the license, sorry. So, it's cool to be able to have all these games in one spot. It's like, I think it's like 40 bucks. I'm like, that's not too bad for, you know. Some of these are, like, Game Boy games and shit. So, I'm like, I'm sure yeah. they're not all bangers, but it'll be nice to actually be able to play these turtle games. I know people who really like tournament fighters never played it, but I think this was actually pretty cool. I'm like, cool Ninja turtles. I'm not mad about this at all. That's a hundred. Oh my God. You just mentioned game boy and that reminded follow the foot clan. That was the game boy Ninja turtles game. That, game oh one. my God. That takes me back. I just got goosebumps. Since you can't get your analog pocket right now, this will be yeah. the best way to do that. Dope. Uh, notably, obviously, it does not include. It's a it's a classic collection. It does not include Shredder's Revenge, which is still coming later this year as well. Coming, yeah. Then there is a Kaiju Brawler, another like big Japanese thing. Kaiju Brawler Gigabash is coming to PS4 and PS5 this year. It's a top down thing. You play as Kaiju's in cities. It looks like Godzilla, and his friends, whatever. Not super interesting to me. Yeah, I'm good. 
Uh, and then there's a fighting game, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. JoJo All-Star Battle R. Coming to ma most major platforms this year. 50 different characters. I don't know if you've ever watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or know anything about it. All I know from an episode of AAWY that we did is that they have some batshit crazy weird named characters on it. And it's fantastic. So if it's anything... JoJo's Bizarre indeed. I don't yeah. know what it is. I don't really watch the animes. But I'm like, that's... That's... All right. Y'all have fun with that weird shit. Yep. <laughs> And this one's interesting. I, I skimmed through this trailer, but I kind of wish that I did take the time and actually watch the trailer front to back. But there's a new trailer for a black and white samurai adventure, Trek to Yomi. Did you watch this one in full? No, I was also just skimming through it. It does look cool, though. Yeah. I want to yeah, see. I need to sit down, but it looks interesting. Yeah, it could be a cool, could be a cool game. Intense one-on-one -on -one sword combat, some platforming, exploration. Uh, that's one that might have piqued my interest. So far, if we're checking in on like track record, like Exoprimal... All in if it's free. <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo, I, I don't know. Is something moved down there, but I'm not quite sure if I like it. And then this, this Trek to Yomi. And it's like, oh, that could be good. That's about it so far. And then what might be my favorite part of this entire thing is PS5 exclusive Returnal is getting a huge free update. There are two things about this. One, there's the Ascension update. There's this whole new mode where you're climbing a tower, waves of enemies from the game, and you're just getting a top, as, as far up the tower as you can by yourself. And then, twist, you can now play through the campaign multiplayer, co-op with someone else. So you can all suffer together. And it's actually, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's launching next week, March 22nd. Um, so that's super soon. I'm super pumped for this. Um, and maybe I'll actually finish this game now that we can do this co-op. Sounds fun. I will. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say this was one of the two things that I was like, that's cool. It was this and Ninja Turtles and the rest of it. I mean, we still have two more things to get to. Let me tell you what I don't give a shit about is these next two things on this side. Yeah, I mean, on this list, <laughs> but Returnal, like very cool. Free update co-op. It all seems cool. I guess this was the, we were talking about that tweet from game awards, uh, maybe on last week's show or whatever, but I guess this is probably what they were talking about all that time. So it'll yep. be cool. That blue rock. As Adam mentioned, there were two other shitty things shown off. The Diofield Chronicle, <laughs> brand new strategy RPG from Square Enix, coming to PS4 and PS5 later this year. And then Valkyrie Elysium, coming to PS4 and PS5 in 2022. Uh, Magic, sword, anime. Yeah. Square Enix. It, I bet these ones will be successful in Square Enix's eyes, but everything else exactly. is a failure. Yep, these things yeah, will sell, whatever. you know, 45 million copies. I'm like, ugh. We wanted them to sell 46. They're canceled. <laughs> so overall, you know, reading through it like this, yeah, I guess uh, overall I was kind of underwhelmed, but there were a few nuggets in there that were great to me. And if you just skimmed through it in three minutes like I did, then maybe you wouldn't be that disappointed by the 20-minute play. These are great play. to read afterwards. They're always like, oh, what a cool bullet list. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Looking forward to the next one. Let's stop right there. Let's pivot to playtime, where we talked about what we played this week. Adam, you had a big old blank here. A big old nothing in this doc. Mm -hmm. What happened? I did do stuff. I just forgot to put it down. I'll be honest okay. with you. Uh, okay. So I did play another like 12 hours of Elden Ring. Um, so getting through that, that having a good at, time. Like 35 hours? Yeah, it's about like 34, 35, something like that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, having a good time with that. That's basically all I really played. And again, my, all of my uh, opinions still stand. It's like, oh yeah, it's very good. My favorite of the Dark Souls-centric games. 
Still got all those problems I don't like. And <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. I would still say it's pretty good. I'd still probably say it's like a, maybe an eight or a nine for me. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's somewhere in that region, but people saying the best game of all time, relax. But I do like it a lot more than every Dark Souls game. So I guess that's something. The fact that I'm still playing it, I guess, probably says a lot. Yeah. Because I definitely did not keep playing Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3. So uh, <laughs> I also played go. Elden Ring this week, and I will let you know, I've, I've put about four hours in. It's enough time to feel like, man, I've made a lot of progress. And also, I've done absolutely fucking nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can say that some of my favorite things about this game compared to all of the other ones is obviously it's open world and with that comes a lot of challenges but one of my favorite things about it is that that push and that encouragement to explore and that comes in the form of like hey if you take out a camp of people or like a a pod of people on the road we're going to refill some of your flasks for you and you'll get a little bit more magic a little bit more health and it's like oh man nice that way i don't have to go and like kill a small troop of people head back and rest get my flasks back like this is encouraging you to keep going out which of course increases your risk of dying and losing even more runes as you go which gives you that like that drive and that that risk reward from these games as well i am i'm also really loving the number and frequency of mini bosses in this thing like obviously dark souls is known dark souls and the franchise itself is known for its boss battles um and usually there i don't know what a dozen to 20 in any given game but the fact that there, I think there are over a hundred in this one, and I've I've fought three already in my first four hours, and you, it's like a little mini challenge. Oh, excuse me, a little mini challenge. I fought like a pumpkin head dude, fought like a werewolf mm. with a cleaver dude, fought some other dude, and it's it's enough to get you like every hour or so that little bit of a rush, that taste of crack cocaine to keep you coming back. So yeah, I'm I mean, that's what I was saying. That's the stuff that I love. It's you're going to get to a point where finding these mini bosses in these dungeons that are like, if you didn't have a map, you're not going to be able to find. If you didn't have oh, someone yeah. on the internet telling <laughs> you where to go, it's going to be impossible. But they're awesome when you get there. But I know people are like, oh, man, I love I was talking to some dude the other day. He's like, oh, man, I love the explore. I love how it's just open exploration. I'm like, did you find anything organically? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't answer that question. So, again, I love that stuff. I wish it was like, you know, I don't need a quest log, but maybe if. You know, there were more than three NPCs in the world, and they'd be like, oh, I heard about a thing over there. And then you could go explore it, but having a direction would be better. But yeah. I mean, I'm just following the map, and I'm just doing everything, so I'm having a great time. But I know where to go compared to wandering around for an hour trying to find a dungeon, because that's fucking stupid. Yep. But it's great. When you actually do the stuff, it's really fun. I love doing the dungeons. Me too. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, I played the Stranger of Paradise demo, <clears throat> and I was flabbergasted, Adam flabbergasted mm-hmm. at how bad some of this looks like there are three there are three types of visuals you get in this game you get cutscene, like pre-rendered cutscene, mm-hmm. in which case it looks like a late gen ps4 game oh okay like, okay yeah, well. okay not bad you know your final fantasy 7 remake was a late gen ps4 game it's like okay yeah, yeah. that can look really beautiful and then there are some in-engine cutscenes where it's like, ooh, that looks like uh, like cross-gen PS3, PS4 stuff. And then there's stuff mm-hmm. in this game, Adam, that looks worse than in-engine somehow. And I don't understand <laughs> why or how, but like it cuts back to gameplay and you're like, whoa, this, this environment looks great. Why the fuck was this video freaking like p- early PS3 level stuff? 
and the background's like all jittery and blurry and gross and shit. And the, like the character models are wildly inconsistent with levels of detail. Some of them have just like no texture on their face at all. And some of them have a ton of texture and, and it's, oh, it's disgusting. And not only is it gross to look at, but mm-hmm. this demo is like the first three levels of the game. So it, it it's not like it's dropping you in the middle and that's why you're confused. No, you drop in at the beginning of this game and you're confused. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's it, literally the first, you jump in, there's like a cutscene of some kind and then you're in the middle of a boss battle with this five-headed Hydra thing and two other people on your team that you have no idea how to control and you're fighting this thing and you have no idea what your moves are. And then there's like a tutorial that comes up in the middle that says R1 for this, L1 for this, and circle for this that never goes away and it's just obstructing your view of the thing for a long time. And then you kill this thing that you have no idea why you were fighting and the lines are, like the the dialogue that is spoken is your character says, it looks like, oh, one person says, wait and then the other one says it looks like it was and then the other person says are you sure cut away and we never come back to that for a long time (laughs) (laughs) what what, was it what am i sure about what what the fuck did i just fight what is the reference (laughs) yep no idea and then you cut this this awful awful tutorial where you're just like now by yourself in the middle of a field for some reason blows my mind what they've chosen to do your interact button you know interact in a game it's usually like maybe square or tr- or x or you know on an xbox controller like x or a mm-hmm. um touchpad you interact with to Ooh, things like with that. your touchpad like you have to move your thumb across the controller to pick up an item to interact with the tutorial sphere to mm-hmm. do all sorts of things and it's that's counterintuitive and it's a pain but you're doing these things and it's just nothing but a wall of text explaining this is how you use this magic shield and then you shield something and then it's, it's a special type of move that has purple text then you can hit the square button to retract that text and your MP gauge jumps up two bars and you're like, do I want two bars of MP? What else do I use MP for? What It, it explains nothing. And mm. not in a Dark Souls type way where it's like, well, Dark Souls is also free, like frustrating because of it, but it's not, like it's, everything's out of context, nothing makes sense, it looks bad, it's not fun to play, don't play it. Don't support this game. It, tell them if you want more Final Fantasy content, make it good, or I will not buy it. Yeah, give me seven remake part two, please, or fuck yes. off. Thank you, thank you. Uh, speaking Rough. of bad looking games, I went back and played Destiny One. Why? How? Because, I thought the game was taken offline. <laughs> uh, it is no longer accessible on on PS3 and Xbox 360, mm, okay. but I have it digitally on PS4. And we were, you know. We're balls deep in Destiny 2 right now, going gaga for all of this lore. And most of us didn't really get much out of Destiny 1. And so mm-hmm. there are like characters, there are storylines, there are entire raids that were like, man, I wish I had some context for this. And so we're toying with the idea of like, do we go back and just play through the story of Destiny 1 and maybe try a couple of these raids? And you'll be maybe surprised to know that. Uh, if you want to buy this game again digitally on the PlayStation Store, it costs $60 still. This is still a full-price $60 full price. game. Yeah, So stupid. So I still had the base game, not all of the expansion and stuff like that. I still had the base game from when I played it digitally on PS4. And so I was like, before I make y'all pay 60 bucks, let me try this out and see if it's even good or if it even still works. And, man, it was a little bit rough. It was rough. Mm-hmm. You, it, you're, it's surprising how much has changed, even though it might not feel that way in just like advancements in UI and how things are displayed and how like a skill tree looks 
you know, 10 years ago or eight years ago on Destiny 1 versus how it looks today in Destiny 2. Um, and it somehow also feels like it's running at 20 frames a second. Like, I know what 30 frames a second looks like, and it feels, like, stiff now compared to 60, but this somehow feels like it was even running worse than that somehow. But, um, yeah, gameplay didn't feel great, but it's also something that I feel like if we decide we want to, I could get used to it, as long as I don't play anything Mm -hmm. else, and I don't, like, get that taste of what 60 looks like, or or anything like that. I could get used to, it's like when you jump in a freezing cold pool because your nephews and nieces are like, please go swimming! And like it's gonna suck for a little bit, but I'll get used to it as long as I don't remember what good feels like. Yeah, I don't feel like you should do that for Destiny One. <laughs> <laughs> Eight years later, that doesn't feel really. I mean, if you guys want to, but I don't. I don't know the the positives you get out of doing this. Yeah, yeah. And then of course we played more Destiny Two. I'll just I'll just say one thing about Destiny Two, and that sometimes they do really really great things and they knock it out of the park. A lot of times they do. And then sometimes mm-hmm. they just completely miss the mark. And they've done that with uh, one of these. They have a new exotic weapon this season. It's a glaive. It's basically a, a, a pole arm that can also shoot shit out of it. And also it's a shield. Um, and in order to get this just does exotic huh? version. It's, it's a little bit of everything. Yep. <laughs> in order to get this exotic version of it, you have to go and run this one type of event called a wellspring. And you have to run it until you get four specific weapons. And each weapon is only available on a daily rotation. So you have to go on one day to get the auto rifle. And then you have to go back the next day to get the pulse rifle. And the next day to get this, the, you know, so-and-so. And not only do you have to get these weapons, you have to get a special version of them that drops randomly that lets you extract its pattern. And not only do you have to get that, you have to get three of them to craft the fucking pattern. And so you're playing the random number generator game for today. It was, I did this... 27 times total. Each one averages about 8 to 10 minutes per wellspring, and it was not fun. And this was after several days of just, like, of grinding the other ones out, too. And it's like, I am not happy with the state of this, of getting this exotic. And this was even after the week that it launched, a bunch of people were complaining about how difficult it was to get these random drops. And so they increased the drop rate already of it. And this is still still what it's Almost 30. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I'm not happy with that. But the good news is... I only have two more of these drops to get, so I got to grind a little bit on tomorrow on Monday and a little bit on Wednesday when the bow drops. Then you're done, and then I'm done. I'm never fucking doing a wellspring again for the rest of my life, and I hate it. <laughs> That's it. Destiny Two is Very wonderful. Cool. Can't wait to go back. Very cool. Oh, real quick though, because we talked about it beforehand. So I only played Elden Ring, but that's because I've had HBO Max for months now. I just Where started you'll be able to watch the Batman in about. What, what is that, 30 days? Probably 30 days at this point. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, it will be very... That's pain. Uh, <laughs> it'll be very painful for you. Um, but, so I've been watching HBO, just because Elden Ring and then HBO. So here's the funny thing. I was watching stuff that people were like, told me it wasn't good when it came out. Um, well, actually, I started watching Who Lines in it, Whose Line It Is Anyways, because that's fun. The Harry Potter Trivia Challenge, which is fun. And Practical Jokers, fun. But I was like, where's some movies on here? So watch Fast and Furious 9. Great movie. I already knew that movie was great, so that's not a big deal. <laughs> I watched Ender's Game last night. Aww. And I liked that movie. I don't see why you did? people hate it. It's okay. fine. I the hate Harrison Ford in that movie. And yeah, the ending's oh. weird. It just ends. It's just done. Um, I also watched <laughs> Robin Hood 2018. 
starring Taryn Egerton and oh, Jamie no. Foxx. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. I never saw it. And bad, uh, Ben Mendelsohn is the bad guy in that one. Also, I'm like, this is fine. It's fun when he shoots the arrows fast, but that movie also just ends abruptly and sets up a, a, a fucking sequel, which is never going to happen. Um, I watched The King's Man, which is the Kingsman Oh, prequel. yeah. Very bad movie. Very boring, was, bad movie. It's whatever. Yes, there are scenes that are cool. Like the Rasputin scene is fucking dope. Yeah. Everything else is but like, also I guess weird. We're... Like he's like fucking doing cunnilingus on this guy's leg. Yeah, that's Rasputin. Super a weird dude. Weird. Oh my God, Rasputin. Everything that happens in that scene is things that specifically actually happen to Rasputin. Uh, allegedly. Yeah. I like just he started fighting ballet and shit with a sword. It's fucking cool. But yeah, that movie is very like fucking weird. My problem with it is it wasn't a Kingsman movie. Like no. it was a it was a boring ass movie that nothing happened in that they're like no one's gonna see this so let's also put in like a ten second scene where they go to the suit shop and we'll pretend the it's very part of the end is like oh it's the king's man it's like All right. yeah but there were some fight scenes I thought were fine but whatever um, so yeah I've just been watching like supposedly bad movies on HBO and having a good time with those because I had nothing else to do at one o'clock in the morning and then all of a sudden it was three o'clock in the morning and I freaked out and was like let's try daylight savings <laughs> um, that's that's all that's it and when I watched uh, our flag is, means death. Which is a new show on HBO Max, featuring all Taika Waititi and friends, and Hodor is in that show as well. <gasps> oh, I forgot that's out. Damn it. Okay, I gotta yeah. watch that. I'm gonna put that in. There's my six episodes right now. right now. They do three episodes on Thursdays. So everyone, watch uh, Our Flag Is Death because it's silly New Zealand pirates. It's fucking great. Fucking great. Good time. That's it. Our flag means death. Added. A very important question from the chat. DF and Smitty said, "Did you watch the last duel?" Not yet. It's on the list, though. <laughs> you okay, know it's on the okay. list. I oh, love Adam man. Driver, so I'm probably going to be like, he was cool when he was on screen, and then I'll hate the rest of the movie. Adam Driver's going to be on with semi-acceptable hair in that movie. Everyone else's yeah. hair is awful. <laughs> yeah, his hair is awful. I mean, I'm going to be on my cell phone the whole time, because that's what uh, Ridley Scott said I'm going to do. So yeah. 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 And Ridley Scott, you know. He knows everything. He knows. Let's talk about good fucking shit. Moving on to our quest log. More info on Dead Space Remake. Andy Robinson at VGC tells us a lot about audio. Now, Adam, before we jump into this, remind me again, what's your hype meter on Dead Space, the franchise, and also this remake? I can't remember. I like Dead Space a lot. Okay. I'm very excited for the remake. I'm scared to play it. <laughs> mm. All those things are true. All three this of those things are true. This will not make you feel better. Nope. Um, there is... Uh, EA's Motive Studio has shared... This has 20 minutes of footage, but... Oh, I guess it's 20 minutes of footage within totally. a 50-minute diary. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I highly recommend, if you have any interest in, like, behind-the-scenes video game stuff and, like, what's going on in your games and how audio works, it is fascinating. You don't have to watch the whole 50 minutes. Like, I skimmed through and just, like... It's even on YouTube. It's segmented out with, like, the different chapter markers. They're like, this is where the next interesting thing happens. And then you can skip all the shit that they're talking about. But there are so many... Like, super cool behind-the-scenes audio improvements coming to this thing. Uh, the first one is something they're, they're talking about occlusion and obstruction. And you can think about this like ray tracing. Like we, don't, we know ray tracing now. It's kind of a common term nowadays where, like, you have a point of light, a source of light, and then the rays of light can accurately, like, travel around the space, bounce off of things, reflect in surfaces it's supposed to, and, and not reflect off things that it's not supposed to. And it gives you a more lifelike and real version of what things look like from a light perspective. But there's also this like 3D audio, and they're doing this now with sound. So they're tracing, the, they have a point source of audio. And if there is a, like a wall or a window obstructing between you and the source, it'll sound different. 
if there's like literally no gaps and there's a wall, you're not going to hear it at all, especially because of the Ishimura is like steel doors. If there's a window, it's going to have this really cool muffled effect. As soon as you open a door, it's going to be full blast where you are in relation to it. So if there's a, if there's a wall, but there's like a hallway leading to it, it's not, they compared like the original and then the remake where you walk in and there's an, uh, there's a guy banging his head against the wall and you walk, mm. but it's a curved hallway to get to him. And in the original, you can hear the guy to the right through the wall. It's not realistic, but you can hear him through the wall and he's to your right. In the new one, you can tell that the sound is traveling down the hallway, bouncing off of the end of the hallway, coming back to you and hitting you from the left. And it's mm -hmm. changing the way that it sounds dynamically as you move around the space and go through what they call portals in it. So that's one super fucking cool change that's coming is the way that these things are, are adapting to the environment that's around you and what's between you and it as well. That looks dope. The second thing, though, which seems like it's a headache and a half, I don't know how they're doing it, must be this really complex system, is the Alive system, which stands for a bunch of things. Um, but it's basically, it takes into account everything that's happening in the environment to Isaac, the protagonist, and then uh, will adapt things to that. So, for instance, if you just came off of a jump scare and you've been running and maybe your heart rate's up, and maybe you're injured, then your sounds that you're making, your grunts, your being attacked, your exertions uh, are all going to reflect that. Your heart rate, your breathing are all going to be different than that. And so they have this big list of things that affect your adrenaline, like your limbic system. And it's like, how many enemies are there? What's the difficulty level of destroying them? And all of these things contribute to your character, so it's not just the same canned, ugh, ugh, animations over and over. They're actually adapting to what's going on, which sounds cool. What a fun thing for a voice actor. They're like, give me yeah. 20 takes in this exact same room, depending on the, the variations of what's happening. Yep. That's pretty cool. I need you to exert 1%. All right, do that again, but now exert 4.5%. Okay, now imagine that it's 9%. 9% your left wow. leg is injured. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the uh, voice actors... There's also a new system where they uh, adapt your any dialogue, any scripted dialogue where the player has control. They have three different versions of that now. Normal, fatigued for if you've been running or if you're or if you're just got a battle maybe, or if you're injured. And so the voice actor says them in different ways, and it changes based on that from from moment to moment. Which is something that I noticed for the very first time when I played Spider Man. Yeah, when you start swinging, Spider-Man. Yeah, it's, you sound yeah. different when you're swinging than if you land. So it's like a basic version of what they're now implementing in this, where it's just like it's basically a dialogue tree, and it's just like, all right, which one of these different versions or takes of this am I going to read based on uh, your current state? Which is cool. And then they went into all sorts of things about the guns and the environments and how fucking spooky they're going to sound and how amazing the guns sound, and they compared the old ones to the new ones. So if you're if you're interested in any of that at all. Definitely give that a watch. Again, you can just skip to the chapter markers, watch the demos, and you can skip past the people uh, talking afterwards. Um, highly recommend. Very into doing. this game. They're doing all the work. This is how you do a cool remake. Maybe this is how every remake's made, but they're actually showing us, so it seems really, really cool. But it seems like they're putting a yeah. lot of work into it. So, awesome. Again, I don't like to be scared. So, yeah. I this love that make they're doing all scary. this work. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'll play it. What I really love about this is that they, they are taking, I feel like they're taking a game and a property that people know and love, and they're using it as an excuse to push video game development forward. 
Mm-hmm. Like this is just a vehicle for like, what if we did all of this crazy ass work with audio? And then that will hopefully end up being the standard that m- new AAA games go with going forward. And they're just like, let's use Dead Space as a way to just like experiment and try new things and figure out what next level, next gen shit sounds like. And I feel like that's fascinating and I can't wait to see it. I got a question for you. Yeah. Kind of related. Do so everyone knows that horror in like film is like where a lot of people start out. Like you can make horror movies on the cheap and they mm. make a lot of money based on how much they cost. And like a lot of directors like start in horror just because I think, I, I don't know what it is about that genre, but it just seems to be like a, a lot of jumping off point for a lot of people. And then you look at this game and all the advancements they're doing for audio and such. And then you look at like Resident Evil 2. We're basically like, hey, we're going to build an engine and we're going to make RE2 is basically like the first big thing where it's like, yes, you're in the police station because we've done this game 30 years ago. But now it's like, oh, yeah, pieces of flesh will tear off differently. And but all this shit that they had in that game, but they had the bones of it. Is it again? I know in movies, horror is the jumping off point because it just seems to be the easiest thing to make and you can do the most interesting things. Is it the same thing with video games, you think? Or is it just happened to be that two horror franchises and video games did a lot of technical advancements? I I think it is I think horror is a little bit easier for a couple of reasons. Like people move through those games slower because you're scared of whatever comes around any corner. I noticed that while I was playing Elden Ring too. I was like, God, I'm going through a dungeon and I'm just like slowly creeping down on the crash state. Like people move through them slower so you can focus more. Like they're paying attention more to the detail of the environments of the, the, the enemies. They're paying attention. They're listening for any given sound to let them know, please, dear God, mm-hmm. I gotta know. I gotta get the jump on this next character before they scare the shit out of me. So I think that this is a good medium to, to experiment with this. And because people move through the environment slower, you don't have to build giant sprawling environments. You can keep them more contained as you experiment and try yeah. new things in small spaces before you're, you decide, yeah, this is something that we want to figure out how to scale into bigger, less scary experiences. Cool, cool, cool. And also on a, on a systems level, they tend to be a lot less complex. Like if you, we think about Alien Isolation that we played for Barf a couple months ago, and it's like on a systems level... It's basically just movement. There's a, a slow-ass radar, and it's just like going from point to point, pressing buttons. That's, a, that's mm-hmm. it. And then it's all just sound and, and visuals. Sound and Whereas AI. everything yep. else is like, there are complex you know, X, XP systems, or leveling up your character, or modifying guns. And, all, and it's generally in horror, you don't have to worry about any of those things. There's no economy to worry about balancing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, last thing to note about Dead Space, they did confirm early 2023 as the release window for that. So you got about a year. Next up, I teased more of the Batman news, and this is kind of the Batman-related-ish because Batman's dead in this game. Gotham Knights gets an official release Supposedly. date. Supposedly. Darren Bonthry's at GameSpot. They did, like, they hammered home. I know it's impossible to trust people in PR, but they hammered home the fact, like, no, Batman's fucking dead. Like, we're not going to do a twist. He's dead in this universe. We're talking about the characters and how they handle Gotham afterwards. But, like, who knows? I remember, just a little side point, when Arkham Knight was coming out. And spoilers for Arkham Knight. It's been fucking seven years. Yep. They were like, people were like, is there, I think on, on April Fool's Day, they were like, the Arkham Knight is Jason Todd. Or he's like, Arkham Knight is Red Hood. And they're like, April Fool's. And then it's like, no, he actually was. <laughs> so, you know, I don't really know how much I'm going to believe these guys, but interesting. We'll, we'll move forward. Yep. Uh, new release date has been given for this October 25th of this year, just two weeks after Forspoken. 
which comes out again October 11th. This was originally scheduled at the end of last year, of 2021, but it was delayed for the need for additional development, according to the developer. Here's the quote. We are giving the game more time to deliver the best possible experience for players. We look forward to showcasing more of the game in the coming months. Uh, they said that in a statement almost a year ago when they talked about the initial delay. So now we actually have like a, a date, which is fun. Right near the long Halloween. <laughs> Whoa. There's going to be lots of little kiddos and adults dressed up as Batman. Therefore, Batman-related game coming out for Halloween. I'm just excited we finally got a release date because I knew yeah. whenever they were like Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights, like, well, those are not both coming out. Let me tell you, that's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> but we get this one. I'm excited. I liked uh, Arkham Origins. I didn't think it was as good as the rest of the Arkham series, but I did think it was a solid game. So I like them to have a follow up. And the idea of yeah, you're playing as the Bat family. I'm definitely playing Red Hood without a doubt. I just want to shoot people in Gotham. I don't, I don't need to do acrobatics and hit him with bat batons. I'm going to shoot people. Um, Did but, they confirm that it's I'm like sorry. a you get to choose your own character for each scenario type of thing, or is it like a hey, this mission includes Robin and Batgirl. Somebody can I think play pick, Robin. And somebody you pick your character you run with, and then it's two player co op if you want to do co op. Okay. Which is weird with four characters, but it's two player co op. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Justice League, killed the Justice League game, Suicide Squad. That that did get officially delayed to next year, right? Or am I yeah, making that up? Yeah, that's 2023 now. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just looked it up on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia still says 2022. I was like, I don't think that's right. Um, things not getting delayed, but instead releasing earlier. Overwatch 2 info is incoming, says Chris Pereira at GameSpot. In order to make sure Overwatch 2 gets its hands into gets its way into your hands faster, the biggest news coming is that it's splitting PVE and PvP modes. So it's no longer going to be bundled in one big release. They're actually going to get you the PvP mode much earlier while they continue to work on the PvE game itself. So they're decoupling these. Uh, there is a, a closed beta test that's happening in April if you want to be part of the PvP closed beta test for Overwatch 2. Uh, you can request access to it on the website. Um, access comes in waves. So even if you don't necessarily make it into the first one, you might still be allowed in later. So definitely go sign up if you're interested in that. And again, we'll be getting that PVP mode much sooner than we thought, hopefully, if the beta is out in April. That is one game before they just announced that they're decoupling it. This was the one that they announced at BlizzCon. They're like, hey, Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 are not coming in 2022, right? And now we're getting like a breath, like a little ray of light. They're like, oh, part of Overwatch 2 might be this year. Is that right? I think so. Um, yeah, I remember them saying specifically those won't come. But yeah, I think this makes sense. Uh, I'm not an Overwatch person, period. So it doesn't really matter to me. But I know a lot of people are. And people are like, yeah, PvE is interesting, is cool. But honestly, we're going to play multiplayer. So I know it's like whenever you listen to, you know, certain podcasts or people in the industry, they're like, oh, that year Call of Duty didn't have a campaign mode. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And it's like. 90% of the players don't give a fuck about campaign. They just want to play multiplayer. Yeah. So I think yeah, if it's going to, if it's either, hey, let's keep pushing the game or let's get the part out people want to play and then continue to work on the other part, I think that's fine because, again, 90% of your audience is going to be happy playing multiplayer. So, you know, get them, you know, start beta testing that. Get that part out as soon as you can so people can enjoy the part that they actually care about compared to forcing everyone to wait for something that nobody cares about. Yep. I also think uh, I'm a little bit more, 
No, here's the thing. I'm not an Overwatch fan. Like, I played it, and it's fun to play around for sure, but I'm not going to play it by myself unless a bunch of people sucker me into it. But uh, I've heard some, like, comparisons of, like, this is very similar release strategy that Halo did with Halo Infinite, where, they're like, we're going to release yeah. a multiplayer and the single-player campaign, but we're going to hold off on co-op and that kind of stuff until later. Um, my my one takeaway from all of this is that, like, nobody knows what a, a, a PvE campaign in Overwatch looks like. So, like... We're just going to get the sequel to this and then maybe some bonus extra like single player content at a later date versus Halo where some people like that's their only experience with Halo is single player campaigns and they do a co-op and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think it's quite apples and apples. I think it's a little bit apples and oranges. Apples and pears. Apples, apples and bananas. And, yeah. Ap- apples and bananas. That's what it is. A uh, couple more stories here. The first one is around GTA 5. Did you know that game's coming out? GTA really? 5 is finally coming out hmm. it's been for a while. the fourth time. <laughs> uh, coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X uh, this week. Actually, by, probably by the time you're listening to this on podcast services, it will be out on the 15th of March. And it doesn't... There's some weird things about the way that it costs. We initially thought that it might, it might be free as an upgrade, but it's not. Here's the details. If you're playing on Xbox, next-gen Xbox... You can get both games for a bundle of 20 bucks, And if you buy it before June 14th, that's it. If you buy it after June 14th, it's going to be 40 bucks. GTA Online, you could buy separately for the first time. And again, it's a half, half discount. So you, if you buy it now, it's 10 bucks standalone. If you buy it after June 14th, it's 20 bucks. So they're really wanting you to buy it early, like three months early. If you're on PS5, however, Sony and uh, Rockstar have... Have done a little a little buddy buddy saying, hey, let's get our let's get our users some extra exclusive content. And by mm-hmm. exclusive content, they just mean less money for it. Uh, GTA 5 is available standalone. The game, the single player campaign, is available at $10 until June 14th. And then you also get GTA online for free if you claim it before June. And I confirmed with the PlayStation blog that like this is a free to own for life as long as you claim it before June 14th. It's not like a play it free for three months and then pay later. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's this is bad news for me, good news for the Raft Pack, who's always like, Chad, play GTA online. I'm not going to pay for that game that I'm going to hate. But now that it's free, I'm going to be playing a lot of tennis and swapping my clothes and getting stoned in an apartment upstairs somewhere and all the, all the joy that GTA online brings in a virtual world. Oh, I do know that the next gen versions make getting into online. There's like a lot of new tutorial stuff and they give you like a business and a bunch of money. So if you're starting new, like you will be, you're going to have a lot of like actual stuff to do in the game compared to getting high and playing tennis. Um, that'll be there for new players. So you can do that now. Perfect. So yeah, long story short, GTA five and online are separate. Now they're half off until June 14th or free for GTA online. If you're a PlayStation owner, Specifically, PlayStation Five owner, so you can't be a PS Four owner and go like claim the PS Five GTA Online right now. You have to have a PS Five. The funny thing about this is, I was like, I'm not going to get this game again. Then I'm like, twenty bucks. I mean, I have June to pay twenty bucks. I don't. Maybe I will. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I don't know because I already own the the you know the Xbox One version of it. Actually, I'd be on, on PS4 and on Xbox One. If you get it on PlayStation, it's only 10 bucks total for both parts. Yeah, but I'm not going to play it online on PlayStation. Is it not cross-play or cross-progression? 
I don't think so. I think oh. you can move your account across one time, but it, you don't play together. That's booty. Rough. I know, right? But yeah, I might, I'll just I'll claim the online for free on PS5 and buy the twenty dollar bundle on Xbox. Just you know, it's all the same. It's free and it's it's still twenty dollars for two. You know, two different consoles. So sure, whatever. Yeah. Last story on our quest log: Skull and Bones ain't dead? Question mark says Haley Williams at GameSpot. Skull and Bones, that pirate ship game that had all all of the boring parts of ship combat and none of the fun parts about being a pirate uh, has been kind of on ice for a while. And we thought that it was dead, but Ubisoft says, no, it's still coming. We promise. We've got a little bit of heads up and some new news. It was announced back in 2017. Been multiple delays. Fully rebooted, says this new report. Um, There is a a Twitter post on Skull and Bones official Twitter, uh, and it now has an insider program to help you test the upcoming game. seems like it's actually a little bit uh, more of an in-depth insider program as well. Uh, You sign up for the program. They are keeping the testing pool, quote, relatively small for now, and they really want to understand the feedback they receive before they kind of open things up a little bit. If you are part of the insider program, they are asking candidates with, quote, a lot of patience and commitment <laughs> with those selected for the program having to sign an NDA as well as adhering to Ubisoft's code of conduct. From that, it sounds like, hey, listen, our game isn't good. We've been hobbling along for five years. We want you to just, like, suffer through a lot of it and just tell us why it's not good, please. We, we've spent five years trying to figure out why it's not good. Please, dear God, anyone with patience and commitment, just tell us why it's not good so we can improve it. I love that they put that in there specifically. It's like small group of people and you need to have patience and you need to keep with it. It's like, oof. I just love this story. Again, that's again, this sounds interesting because I love the ship to ship combat in those Assassin's Creed, uh, like Black Flag and all that. It was su- super cool. I'm like that turning into a full game sounds interesting. And then this game is just taking forever to get out. And I just love that. Um, I think it was rumors last year, maybe it's actually fallen reports where that since it's being developed in Ubisoft Singapore, and apparently the Singapore government is paying for it. They can't cancel the game. Singapore's oh. like, as long as you put it out, it is whatever. But you just got to put something out. So they're like, all right, here we are plugging away again and again and again because we have to put something out. So I expect this game to not be very good. I wish it was good because I like the idea. But it's not going to be good. And they're going to put it out because Singapore's like, you got to, buddy. Um, the one thing that would change it is if Steed Bonnet a.k.a. the Gentleman Pirate, was a playable character. You'll understand that more if you watch that HBO Max show. It's added to my up next. I can't wait. I can't wait. Mm. It's a great thing for the whole family. (laughs) Great family viewing experience on HBO Max. I just like, whatever, dude. Just put the game out or don't. I don't really care at this point. Yeah. I feel like unless unless they show up to... Not E3. Summer Games Fest or something like that with like some killer showcase telling us about how this game is going to blow our tits off. Like, everyone's already written this game off. It's mm-hmm. going to be an uphill battle. It's going to come out, and no one's going to give a shit, unless you, like, have completely redesigned things. So you might as well just cut your losses and just release something shitty and and move on. You know, one thing interesting that they did do, they changed it from, it's an ampersand, right? The sign that means and? Yeah. They changed it from ampersand to the word and. Oh, they officially changed it from ampersand to the letters A N. You know what they should have done? They should have changed the ampersand to a skull and bones. 
Oh, skull, skull and bones. bones. Skull, skull and bones, bones. <laughs> they should have just did an apostrophe. Skull and bones. <laughs> That's it for our quest log. We have two segments left, starting with segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. I don't know. Adam from, what's the saying? I don't know. Something from Adam. Adam. From Eve. I don't know. No. That's not it. Adam from Steve and... I don't know. Something from Adam. What is it? I don't know him from Adam. Suggesting the person standing next to you. No. Yeah, that yeah, it. that's the phrase. Like, huh. oh, I, you, you, I, that guy's completely unfamiliar. I don't know him from Adam. Okay. You're assuming Not that a, we know Adam in that situation, though. Sure, sure, sure. Well, that's you, and you have a segment. Tell us about your segment. We have a segment. Here's here's what it is, right? I just sent you three links in the Discord. Go ahead and open those three up. Those Ooh, are three okay. Wikipedia uh, links. Like I asked you to have Wikipedia open, so I to make it easier for you. Right now, Ooh. it is the NFL off season, right? So football is not playing right now, but it's time for all the the business side where they're signing new players, they're making okay. trades, they're getting ready for the draft, they're trying to re-sign players, they're letting people go. Um, all this kind of stuff. So we're going to play a little game. It's called Video Game Offseason. And Chad, you're going to be in the big chair. You're the GM. I'm going to give you... You're going to be of the three major companies. You're going right. to take over for PlayStation, Microsoft, and Nintendo. And we're going okay. to... We might not do all three. We're going to pretend that it's now like a football offseason where you have to have a roster of five games for a $100 budget just to make the math easy. And each game is is going to want to negotiate. Um, you could do a thing uh, called a franchise tag where you force a game to be on your team. And we're going to put that at $30. So, okay. no, what at $40? So $40, you guarantee someone has to be on your team. And so we're going to try to, you're going to try to, the next year, you're going to be like, oh, hey, how do I make sure that Sony's good for the next year? And we have franchises. And you're going to, we're going to do it. So. You're Sony. You're in the big chair. I'm coming to you. All right, Chad. Everyone on the team, we're over the cap. We got to let everybody go. We need to keep five people. <gasps> Shit, Who's okay. number one that we have to keep on? We're going to have to try to negotiate. And if the negotiations don't go well, we do have the franchise tag, but that's almost half our budget. So out of all the brands of franchises at Sony, who do we want to keep first? What are we doing here? So these are these are things that I, that we need to release in the next year, right? That we think. Yeah, these we're are. Ju we're just okay. assuming, and you know, we're at least five things in the next year to have the best lineup, or just a, a good lineup. You yeah, could do yeah, something yeah, crazy, yeah. be like, "Ape Escape's back." Whatever, you can do whatever you want. Right, 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 right. So yeah, we, need, we need God of War. Like, you want God of we War? We need God of War. Here's the thing: God of War is going to be expensive. You know, I, you know what? I'm Corey Barlog. I'm here to negotiate. You want God of War? Uh, we're not going to do it for less than thirty dollars of your budget. Thirty dollars. <laughs> Done. That's like nothing to me. That's thirty percent of my budget. Take of your it. entire budget. Okay. You know what? <laughs> yes. God of War. They've decided to say God of War has signed a new contract. They're staying for thirty bucks. You got them on the roster. Okay. Now okay. you have seventy dollars for everybody else to fill out the other. All right. The other five. Mm -hmm. So so four more here. Here's a, here's another thing. We're gonna take a chance, Adam. We're gonna take okay. a chance, and we're gonna release it at a good time in the calendar year. We're gonna give it proper, like promotion. We're gonna come back to Little Big Planet, sir. We're gonna come back to Little Big Planet. Little Big Planet. Okay. Yeah. Crazy thing. 
Little Big Planet, the agent is called. They said they're tired of your bullshit. You haven't treated us right. Little Big Planet is refusing to re-sign with you. Oh, Unless shit. you use the franchise tag, which forces them to stay. Little Big Planet no. says, we want to go elsewhere. Tell them your property's not worth the fucking toilet that I sit on. <laughs> now they're shit. <laughs> so Little Big Planet, they're a free agent. They could go anywhere. They could go work for EA. They work for Nintendo. They do whatever they want. Yep. They're gone. They're out the door. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Here's someone I know that we can pick up for shit. Like, I could literally shit, and they'd be like, please give me your shit, sir. Mm -hmm. In this game of Pokemon Go, Sony trying to, we're, we're trying to reach out into the mobile audience, Invisimals. We're bringing Invisimals? back Invisimals. It's an, it's an AR experience with your phone. Coupled with, you catch this shit on your phone, it goes into your PSVR 2, and you're interacting with these giant versions of these things that are invisible in the world, and, but you're now in virtual space with these things. Here's Invisibles. what I will say. Invisimals is in retirement. They've been retired for years. God. You can, but they are willing to come out of retirement. Tom Brady literally just did it a couple hours ago, for those listening. He retired in the six weeks later, so I'm not retiring. Invisimals, they'll come out of retirement for 10 bucks. They're like, sure, we don't, we're not doing anything. We're sitting at home with the kids. We hate this. We want to go back to playing football. <laughs> so, yes, the Invisimals will come out of retirement for $10 if you want to do you that. got it. Perfect. All right, so yep. that's 40 bucks. Add them to the roster. You've got three more games to do. Three more games, 40 Invisimals bucks. Invisimals is, is, a, is a gamble, but we'll see if it works out. It's also, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get the kids, you know, the kiddos, mm -hmm. get them interested in the PlayStation brand. And then as soon as they turn 17, is that M-rated games? Boom. Yeah. I'm into God of War. Okay. Okay. Now, here's something else. We need to get those sports folk. Mm-hmm. But MLB, we've been doing the same thing for so many years. We get it. And, you know, it's on Game Pass. People want it there. We can, we can let the sports with the MLB license go. We don't need it. Here's what we do need. Wipeout. Okay. We're going to bring back Wipeout definitely for this year to get that, you know, that high octane. But it's not something that's like as big and high profile as new GT, like Gran Turismo. So we, mm -hmm. we need some Wipeout in there. Okay. Sure. Wipeout the car racing series, correct? Correct. Well, um, more, more like ship vehicle racing. Yeah. They're like hovers. I don't know. We'll say... You know what? They're willing to make a deal for $20. You want to take that? Uh, tell them, let me go talk to my lawyers. Mm -hmm. We'll get back to them. Okay. Meanwhile, let's go court someone else real quick. <laughs> He's like, you know what? That's <laughs> too much rich for my blood. <laughs> maybe, maybe 20 And you know, Wipeout, you weren't the greatest. So uh, here's another thing. Okay. We're going to move into... We're going to move into Infamous. And we're going to mm -hmm. reboot this into... Our Spider-Man. So we, we need Infamous. We're going to bring you back superhero, but we're, we're not reliant upon Marvel and their universe and their storytelling, you know, red tape. We want this to be truly ours. So Infamous. We're, we're going to bring back Infamous. What does that cost? Infamous, seeing the deal that last, uh, the, excuse me, God of War just got. So, you know, we know we're not on that level, but we're playing hardball. Infamous also wants $30. Oh, man. Don't you know that you were not as good as God of War? infamous doesn't matter the market says that these games get paid i mean it's just like quarterbacks like you can be trapped doesn't matter the other quarterbacks get paid this much and they get paid that much yeah i would do fives like 25 but i don't want to just do that math so no, i'm just no, making no, it no, even no. and tell tell infamous be like listen we could have had something great together mm -hmm. no disrespect but uh we're going to turn down your offer and politely decline interesting okay but we need something to lead our playstation vr sales Mm -hmm. And so we're coming back to Astrobot. 
one of the best okay. experiences on PSVR. We need PSVR 2 Astrobot. Mm-hmm. Astrobot's willing to deal for 20 bucks. 20 bucks? Yeah. Fuck, we shouldn't I mean, have made you, you make, you've got we shouldn't let you make that PSV, that PlayStation title. That, the PS5 yeah, sorry that your title. best PS5 launch game was Astrobot. They were worth a lot oh, more now. Damn it. Okay. So I'm at 40 bucks total spent right now, right? With Invisimals yeah. mm -hmm. and God of War? Yeah. If I do 20 for Astrobot, 20 for Wipeout, that brings me to 80 bucks. And then you just need one more game. 20 to spend on one more game. So who do you, so right so you agree to Astrobot? I do agree to Astrobot. Yeah, let's do Astrobot. Astrobot, God of War, Invisible. Wipeout's done. Wipeout's done. No wipeout. Like, it's it's not the future. We don't have a use for it in VR because we found out. Oh, surprise! Racing games and ship flying games aren't fun in VR. So, ring ring, ring ring. Oh oh yes, hello. Oh wait, hey. hold on, secretary. Can you answer it and make me seem important? Ring ring. I'm patching you through. <laughs> I've got three minutes. Go. Hey, this is Nintendo. Uh, we just picked up a free agent named Infamous, and we're willing to make a deal. We're going to give you Infamous, and we're going to give you Wipeout. No, no, wait. We don't have Wipeout. We're going to give you Infamous, and we're going to give you Mario Sports. All the Mario Sports titles. And all we want back is Astrobot and $20 of your budget. You get all Mario sports games, and you get Infamous for Astrobot and $20 of your budget. You willing to make this deal? You're offering me some of your worst games in your catalog. You want sports games, buddy? You're offering me some of your worst games in your catalog. You don't want Strikers? Hang up the phone. Secretary, hang up the phone for me and make sure it's a loud wow. clank. <laughs> wow, disrespecting <laughs> Mario sports. All right. Yep. You got yep. two more. What do you need? Go back and, and can we can we go back to Infamous on our knees uh -huh. and beg? <laughs> Infamous is already signed with Nintendo. Yeah, but, but like, can we hire a hitman for Nintendo? <laughs> you should have been respectful. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, you know what? We don't need Infamous. We got Poor Man's Infamous. Mm -hmm. uh, we we got Resistance. It's the other franchise that people don't like as much as Infamous. So they'll we're do it for go ten bucks. Resistance. Yeah, they're, they're like anything. They, they're like, please anything. dear God, put me up in the grave. <laughs> Okay, you need one more. Resistance, How much money you got left? Come on board. We got 20 bucks left. No. We had, we had 40, which is uh -huh. Invisibles and, and God of War. Yeah. I just paid 20, 20 for, for Astro. Astro. That's brought me to 60. 10 for Resistance. Yeah, so you have 30 left. So okay. So I've got 30 left. Yeah, so I've got 30 left. Wait, isn't Tell that what, what the franchise tag is? Didn't I say the franchise tag where they have to sign no matter what is 30 bucks? Say you it's said 40. it's 40 bucks for the franchise We'll tag. say it's 30 bucks. So you get to pick someone and they have to do it no matter what because it's a franchise tag. They don't have a choice. So just pick whoever you want. They have to be there next year. Okay, here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pick... We're going to pick Uncharted mm -hmm. with the stipulation that Mark Wahlberg can never show up in another Uncharted property. Oh, you know what? It's a franchise tag. They don't have a say-so. They got to do exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Sorry, Mark Boom. Wahlberg, you're gone. Look at that. Yep. Look at that lineup you got for $100 being a little... I I love how you fucking shot down Nintendo like that and immediately yeah. went back and regretted it because you wanted nobody. Infamous. Nobody wants the trash that that deal was going to bring with it. And I'm certainly not... I'm going to get trash from the fans if I let Mario Sports die, even though everyone hates those games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not going huh? to be the one that has to shovel up your shit and then figure out how to make it better.
Interesting. Interesting. Well, pretty solid lineup though. For a hundred dollars, you came under budget and that's good. We might save that for later. Cause I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. That's good. Cool. That brings us to Game on Game Show. The Game on our Gaming Show. We play a game called Game on the Game Show on our Gaming Show. Game, 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 game. We're revisiting a game this week, Adam. Mm-hmm. It's been three months since we last played this game. Oh, okay. It is a game called Quiz Me, Captain. It's me, Margaret. It is a game show game where we have four rounds, each one with a different time constraint. I'm going to get my watch out here so I can watch the time. Um, a different time constraint in each round. They have different requirements for each one. And if you get through all four rounds, winning each one successfully, you get a super secret prize. If you don't win one of the rounds, however, you still have to slog through the rest of the rounds, but you just don't get a super secret prize. Okay. The first round of Quiz Me, Captain, It's Me, Margaret, is a 30-second long round, usually including one prompt. You have to answer the prompt within the 30-second time limit in order to successfully move on to round two. Are you ready? For round for one yep. of Quiz Me, Captain, it's me and Margaret, mm-hmm. 30 seconds, on the clock, starts now. Name five from software games, but replace the souls with different breeds of jungle cat. Dark cat, or, uh, dark jaguar, dark panther one, two, two. Uh, dark cheetah three, three. Um, Elden, uh, Elden uh, uh, tiger, and uh, no, blood. No, it doesn't count. Wait, how does that not count? Because there's no souls in Elden Ring. There's only souls in those other those three. I just just say the the name Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Bloodborne. And then, okay, you got it with one second to spare. I thought I had to do it for all of them. I was like, oh, no, just if the word souls souls came up, demon souls, dark souls, then you'd have to replace it with You want to play Elden Bengal Cat? (laughs) (laughs) Very good. You passed that just by the skin of your teeth, of your chinny chin chin, whatever the skin's from. The one that's barely keeping up. Round two of Quiz Me, Captain, It's Me, Margaret is 60 seconds long. It contains a variety of prompts of different difficulty. And Mm. you have 60 seconds to get through all three. Okay. Are you ready for round two of Quiz Me, Captain, It's Me, Margaret? Go for it. 60 seconds on the clock starts now. Name five playable Avengers characters in Crystal Dynamics game. Thor, Captain America, Hulk. Uh, Miss Marvel, four, and Black Panther, five. Which world power has recently invaded Ukraine? Russia. Correct. Non-consecutively list four decades in which video games have been cool. Uh, the two thousands, the nineteen nineties, the two thousand tens, the nineteen eighties. Correct. Correct. That's it. You did that with plenty of time to spare. That was like twenty six seconds. I like how I didn't. I just fucking went all over the place <laughs> with the decades. Well, it's because they had to be non-consecutive. Non-consecutive. You, yeah, very, you're right. Very well done. Round three. This one's tricky for a lot of people. It's 20 seconds long. It's the shortest of the four rounds. Mm-hmm. Usually has to do with convincing me of something. Cool. Are you ready for round three of Quiz Me, Captain, It's Me, Margaret? I'll try. 20 seconds on the clock starts. Now, how can I improve my order at Chipotle? Adding cilantro. Adding cheese, more cheese, more meat, more rice, a drink, <laughs> chips, cookie. <laughs> All those things would have made you improve it, make it bigger. Flirt with the person at the cashier register. <laughs> uh, 
if you knew anything about me and my relationship with Chipotle, you know I'm trying to trying to control portion size, Adam. And by mm-hmm. adding more things, you're increasing the caloric value. And mm-hmm. I just can't have that. I'm sorry. You did not pass. What about three. flirting with the cashier person? It, had you gotten that within the 20-second time, oh, which you just 20? narrowly missed, Damn, <laughs> that would have worked. All right. Well, we still have to do round four, final round. Uh, you just don't get the super secret prize. Um, round four is a series of pairs. One is the correct answer. One is the incorrect answer. The basis is usually whatever I feel in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have 30 seconds. You have to get four correct answers before the end of the 30 seconds. Are you ready for round four of Quiz Me Captain? It's me, Margaret. Go. 30 seconds starts now. Scuff or Mad Cats? Mad Cats. <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck Scuff. Firewatch or Fire Emblem? Fire Emblem. Little Firewatch. Ooh, yes. Very good. Very good. Fire Emblem sucks. Mountain Dew or Doritos? Mountain Dew. Hell yeah. That's badass. Game Boy or Neo Geo Pocket? Game Boy. Hell yeah. That's it, dude. You had, you had plenty of time remaining in your 30 well, seconds. that you Scuff thing. Oh, boy. You did not oh. have a good time. Yeah, Scuff can go suck a fuck, whatever that means. You get your money back at least? I did get my money back. It took okay. almost a week after to get my money back, but what a headache. Mm. That's it for Game on Game Show, and that is it for episode 249 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As usual, you have homework, but it's the fun kind of homework. You can do a couple of things. We have a barf game. Barf means backlog accomplishment with Respawn and friends. It is a game that we play each month that you vote on as patrons over at patreon.com slash respawn aim fire for the month of March. You have asked us to play a game called coffee talk where you're in a coffee shop. You get romance options with orcs and different types of people and fun things. And you make coffee art. Uh, it's going to be a good old time. Hopefully there's a romance option because this is uh, the whole theme of this month was supposed to be like Valentine's day type things two weeks later. So See, so you're you're wincing a little bit, so like maybe just Valentine's not... Day at the end of March makes so much yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 when all the Irish people get to fall in love. Mm, okay, that's right. That's how holidays yep. work. Yeah. Uh, so go play Coffee Talk, which you can find on just about any console. It's a really easy four hours. I looked up on how long to beat.com. So yeah, yeah, four hours, not a huge commitment. Really easy game for you. If you also are a patron over at patreon.com slash responding fire, you get to have all sorts of cool wallpapers. There's a dope Kirby mouthful mode of responding fire out there right now that you can go and get as well as any of the previous ones that we've released over the last few years. You can always just go search the tag wallpapers and all of them will show up. Uh, You also surprise don't have to be a patron to play coffee talk. Did you know that you are a grown up? Or maybe you're a child, but you still have some kind of self-importance um, and you have some kind of agency in your life. And you can choose to play a game whether or not you pay money to our Patreon. So uh, play Coffee Talk. And if you liked the way that it played or you didn't like the way that it played or you did or did not enjoy your experience with it, let us know about it or come on the show and talk to us live about it on the show. That would be great. So reach out if you'd like to do that. Uh, another thing I'd like to plug, one last thing to plug, there was an episode, we have a friend of the show, she's been on a few times, Jerrica, over at oh, JK yeah. Games Podcast, she just did an episode with Greg Miller from Kinda Funny, go check that out, as well as their just podcast in general, go support her and Kayla in their amazing podcast, JK Games, you can find them on Twitter, JK Games Podcast, you can find them everywhere else, 
Uh, go check them out. And that's it. I got one thing. Yeah, go for it. Chad, are you a raccoon or are you the salami maker? Whatever Here's it was. The thing. <laughs> Sausage maker. Sausage maker. So, yeah, if you, if you listened to last week's episode and then watched the pre-show clip that we put out on Twitter with a poll, you knew that you had to, as the listener, decide whether or not I was a raccoon or a sausage maker. And you all, it was, it was kind of close, but you all decided I was a raccoon. It was kind of close. It was like 60-40, right? When I voted, it was like 80-20. Mm, okay, okay, hold on. We're going to look this up right now. But I also voted now. early-ish. Oh. Which yeah, is why like everyone should be on the Twitter. Okay, because these, these kind of things yeah. happen on the Twitter, which are great. Yeah, if, you, if you're like, man, how do I interact with these fine-looking fellows uh, on a regular basis? Just like, go to Respawning Fire on Twitter. Like, don't look us up on Facebook. We don't exist on Facebook. I have a I W account on Facebook, Facebook just for my 3D printer, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, so the poll... Oh, yeah, it was... Okay, not as close as 60-40, but 67-33 with nine okay. votes total. So six versus three. So twice as many people think I'm a raccoon than twice than the people who think that I'm a sausage maker. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know what that means. <laughs> from Heidelberg, Germany, yes. If you don't know what that means, uh, go listen to last week and go watch that tweet. Um, and thank you for voting in that poll. Thank you for listening, everyone. Until next week, here's our usual sign-off. I'm making sausages. <laughs> I'm making sausages <laughs> in Heidelberg, <laughs> Germany. <laughs>